when it comes to him. And he's very, very discoverable. All right. And it got me thinking. It got me thinking about the power of intellectual property and what one book, one book, how much one book can, can seriously change the life of a person if it's done the right way. And if you really put your heart on the paper, if you really put all of it out there and you do it the right way, your life will change because you wrote a book, either you wrote a book or you read a very influential book. Again, this is two, this is two parts here. I'm speaking as a reader and I'm speaking as an author today. I'm, I, want, I want you guys to understand the power in doing both. All right. Reading and writing it is incredibly can change your world in ways that you have never known. All right. The first thing, the first thing you have to understand when it comes to reading and writing, these are two things that will never get old. All right. The, the, the material in which you read and the material in which you write are never going to get old. They're evergreen things. They're ever there. They're, they, they stand the test of time. They're books that have been written hundreds and hundreds of years ago that I'm sure that people still pay for to this day. All right. So there's a reason they call it intellectual property. You have property out there that is going to stick and stand the test of time. All right. In fact, just to give you an example, when I was a senior in high school, I had a, a literature teacher. His name was Mike Hibbs. Mike Hibbs was also the basketball coach. He was the head basketball coach. And at the time, Good Council, for, for those of you don't, who don't know, I attended Good Council High School in, in Olney, Maryland. And at the time, we were known as a football powerhouse and we were known as, as great in gr our girl sports were very, very good. You know, we were known for our girl sports and our football program. Our basketball team was fucking terrible. <laughs> they were terrible. They just sucked. And as, at least throughout the four years in which I was there. However, Coach Mike Hibbs, he brought a brand new energy to the basketball program. And there was a lot of hope because he was now the head coach. And he had come from, I believe he came from Damatha. He came from different places in which he was known. And he brought a lot of energy and excitement to the program. And for the most part, he did a, he did do a decent job. I didn't keep up with the basketball team as much, but you know, his from the outside looking in as a football player, I looked at him as just a basketball coach, just a guy that was going to come in and you know reignite and reignite this this good council basketball program that had been terrible for so many years. That was the way I looked at him until I actually had I took his class my senior year. All right. So throughout my senior year, he would be going on and on and on and on about this book. And anyone that's ever had a Mike Hibbs class, Mike or uh, has taken Mike Hibbs in literature, knows what book I'm about to tell you. He would go on and on and on about The Invisible Man by Ralph Ellison. I mean, just constantly talking about it. Every book we were reading, he'd be like, hey, you are not ready for Invisible Man. Invisible Man will change your life. <laughs> would just go on and on about this book now again i wasn't that big of a reader back then i'm like yo dude for real bro <laughs> you gotta relax because i mean he would literally like you could see it changed every time he even brought it up it changed his entire this entire demeanor like invisible man was like a piece of gold <laughs> it was like fucking you know worth millions and millions of dollars and shit like that so so what happened was 
we read through it and it's a very it it it, it can be a challenging book to read because it's it's very powerfully written and there's a lot of things it's a novel that if you're not really a heavy heavy reader there's certain things that you would wouldn't pick up on so if i didn't if we didn't read that book and i didn't have him going over it chapter to chapter the way he did and also after i graduated college i went back and re- read it and i actually had read i was reading the book i reread the book and then i read the cliff notes version of the book so i really picked up on all the things that he was saying back when i was in high school and then the things i was reading now and then the cliff notes version so make i made sure everything connected you know throughout years and years and years and man my goodness <laughs> i felt the same exact well not felt i feel now the same exact way when it comes to invisible man all right the the short version of it i'll give you a quick summary is it's about a young black boy that goes through an entire journey in life you know go goes through college goes through the working world and the boy's name is never mentioned the first line in the book is he goes i'm an invisible man no i i don't have it's not that you can't see me with your eyes or something like that it's just that i'm invisible because no one's noticing the hard work i put in all right so there was a point in which he was sick he was disgusted by all the hard work that he was putting in he was trying this trying that and no one seemed to notice him and the story ends with him going out and actually still doing the work even though he notices no one really pays attention to it and just agree to the principle to live your life through a principle you know doing right things by principle and that is the way you you have to go out and live and that you know that just saying that just just having my kids explain that to me you know taught me a whole lot excuse me it taught me a whole lot in terms of how he goes out and coaches in the coaching business all right because again he was there to rebuild the basketball program and you know when you're rebuilding the program you're going to lose some games going to lose quite a few games and it it, it kind of dawned on me at that point is that's why it was kind of the ideal situation for him because losing games is fine as long as he's able to teach the young boys how to be you know keep working hard and do, do all these things do all the work that's going to lead to you having a better life as opposed to you know oh because we lost this game all of a sudden I don't want to play basketball no more I'm not this I'm not shit you know agree to the principle and it, it just the way his demeanor and the way everything he was about it made sense to me once I read that book all right now it made so much sense to me in fact that I actually moved, I got to Florida because there was a charter school, all right? There's a charter school in, it is in Sarasota. It's in Sarasota named Visible Man Academy, all right? And this, this, is, this is actually, it might get a little off topic here, but this is what happened. I got to South Florida because I was working for a company. This was back when I was in Maryland. I was working for a company named One on One Basketball. It was a really part-time position in which I would go to certain schools like gym, like basically as a glorified gym teacher. And I would teach them certain sports and the, the company one-on-one basketball contracted with the schools, contracted with the communities. And we go out and get paid based off the classes we taught and stuff like that. So it'd be at a middle school, it'd be after 
school at a gym at a gym somewhere at some random elementary school and they would happen periodically and I, I got paid a little something some to go out and do that right now the person that started that company was a guy named neil phillips all right and neil phillips left the company and he started a charter school in sarasota named visible man academy all right so again like I was actually telling you on my last episode, this this actually seemed like a perfect storm. I'm like, holy shit, this book, I love the book. And, you know, it's a, a free charter school. I wanted At the time, I wanted to move to Florida. I wanted to just get out of Maryland and move to Florida and kind of hit the refresh button on life because I had been dealing with a lot of crazy shit in Maryland. And I remember Neil Phillips saying the reason he named the school Visible Man Academy was because of the book by Ralph Ellison, the same book that Mike Hibbs was talking about. And in fact, Neil Phillips was a, I believe he played basketball for the Jamaica national team. He was an athletic director at the Landon school, which is another school, another major school out in Maryland that has a lot of, a lot of influence and a lot of cachet, I should say. And he left there to go out and start, this charter school and you know I, I didn't get an offer I didn't actually get offered a position with the school but I just needed an excuse to get to Florida and it was it just seemed incredible and, and again like I was telling you last time last episode if you haven't listened to it go back and listen to it like I was telling you in the last episode it made it so it, my mindset became stronger because I realized the power of intellectual property all right so you get this book that was recommended to me when I was in high school now all of a sudden there's an actual school built off this book. And this book came out well over 50 years ago. We're talking about Invisible Man by Ralph Ellis. All right. That's the power of reading and writing. Some, I mean, there are people's, there are people's livelihood that are built based on a book that was written years ago. The people that work for Visible Man Academy now, again, essentially they're working because of a book that was written, that was written over 50 years ago. Just to give you some uh, uh, some context in terms of how powerful reading and writing actually is. In fact, just the other day, I was I for some reason I, I just I had some time to kill and I decided that I was gonna watch something happen. There was there was I, I believe I had I downloaded an app because I wanted to watch another episode of Raising Cain. Yeah. So I downloaded this. So back, this was, and this is again, again. I'm gonna keep the. I'm gonna keep referencing this because it really does. It does dictate the way. It really does dictate the way we live our lives. When you become a reader and you become a writer and you're really into the thought leadership world, there is a there's a new episode. There was a new series named Raising Canaan, which sprung off of Power and Power Book Two, which you know was I believe the ex the executive director. The executive director is a guy named 50 Cent. And at the time, he had partnered with the network named Stars. All right. And I really wanted to watch the show. So I, well, I really wanted to watch the show. So I downloaded the Stars app on my phone. And they have a ton of great movies, ton of great titles to choose from and thing like, things like that. So I decided to go watch a movie that I hadn't actually, to be honest with you, I've never actually seen in its entirety, and the name of this movie was How Stella Got Her Groove Back, starting, starring Angela Bassett. And as I'm watching it again, I become curious because I'm a reader, 
And I just, you know, Google how Stella got a groove back. And I realized that this, in fact, was a novel <laughs> written initially. The book was written, I mean, the movie was made based on of a, a novel that was written named How Stella Got a Groove Back. And, you know, the list goes on and on. I, I can, there was also another, you know, Steve Harvey, someone I, another, another virtual mentor, someone I, I watch his videos constantly you know i get so much motivation from him because as a person that has lived out of a car he's lived out of a car for three years and i'm i i, I you know i have such a great admiration for people like that that have really made made their way made it possible for for speakers and and so many different things you know when you think about his legacy and the, the movie that really took off it was think like a man that was based on the book he wrote think like a man had a-list, A-list, like Kevin Hart type actors, right? Kevin Hart story. You had Taraji P. Henson. You had just uh, Gabrielle Union, you know, A-list, A-list actresses and actors that acted out. And this was all based on his book. So again, these are A-list people. These are people that are making millions. Actually, I believe Kevin Hart is approaching the billions. These are people making billions of dollars and they were able to do their work, you know, obviously the Think Like a Man movie is not the only movie that they acted in. However, when it comes to the thinking and the way in which this whole system gets put together, you have to understand that reading and writing is at the core of everything we consume, every single thing we consume. These actors and actresses would not have jobs like the Angela Bassett's of the world had not someone had, if someone did not put a book put a book out there and it just flourished. I, I can't confirm this, but I know this for a fact as an author, when the book is written, there was no telling, uh, there, there's no telling when it was going to be picked up and moved, turned into a movie that everyone talks about and, you know, have all these A-list celebrities. There's no telling if or even when that would happen. But it did, it did because there's intellectual property. And when you start getting in the minds when you start getting into the minds of people, the world changes. Things happen. But you got to keep the faith. You got to keep the faith and you got to constantly ask yourself, how do I implement my intellectual property into the right person? Not just any person. I remember actually saying this. I believe it was when I was in, there was a clubhouse. This was back when I used to be in clubhouse quite a bit. I was in a clubhouse room and I'm, I'm, I remember my second book had come out named Make Your Move, Your Unique Look in the Boxing, Dance and Entrepreneurship, which, by the way, if you want to buy any kind of books, it's on makeyourmove.com. That's M-A-K-E-Y-A-M-O-V-E.com. Make sure you purchase all the books. There's going to be there's going to be more books coming out very, very soon. However... I remember when I put out the second book, Make Your Move, I said, I was saying in a clubhouse room, look, if you're not going to read it, I don't even want you, I don't even want people buying it. Because the biggest problem I had with my first book is at the time I was working at a gym in which I had spent about a year and I made probably closer to two or three years motivating these members, pushing these members, making these, you know, getting them, uh, get, getting their mind right for that 30 minute workout. So easily they just bought a book they bought a book because it was like boxes of, of copies boxes of boxes of copies of 
swiftly your guide to innovative teamwork which is the name of my first book and they were just flying off the racks i mean people were just buying them buying them buying them buying them and very i mean i remember only basically only one person coming back and telling me that she actually read it and even that person didn't do the activity at the end of the book which is what i want all of my readers to do is the activity in which you actually are right down <laughs> excuse me writing down how you added your LY since how you how you got better every day. I've yet, and the book's been out for three years, I've yet to hear anyone take buy the book swiftly and say, I actually did the activity in which I add my LY every day. And that that's what I mean when I say, look, I haven't even scratched the surface. I haven't even scratched, I have, I put out another three books since Swiftly, and I haven't even scratched the surface to what Swiftly can actually be the potential that it actually has. That's powerful. That's powerful. Okay. That is incredibly powerful to know that one book has been sold and it hasn't even gotten to the potential of what it can actually do for a person. And, and one of the, actually, one of the things I love, I, I, I want to say, I put my man post about this in a while back or whatever, but I'm going to re I'm going to reemphasize it because it's one of my favorite concepts that I've ever come across, come across as a child. It's the concept of Friday night lights. All right. I've played football on high school football on Friday night lights. Understand Friday night lights, the brand that we all know and love the brand that went from book to movie to a TV show that lasted for six seasons. Let's say it again. I'm going to say it again, nice and slow. The brand, Friday night, started as a, went to a movie, and then it became a TV show that lasted for six seasons. That is six years. That means someone started watching Friday Night Lights at 10 years old, and they stopped watching Friday Night Lights at 16. They were able to drive, all right? They went from being a uh, elementary school kid to all of a sudden driving around and they grew up on the show that started as a book and went to a movie. All right. You gotta be in it for the long haul. And I, and the actually what I'll, I'll be a hundred percent honest with you as I always have. Here's what got me on this subject. Here's what kind of reignited my passion for to tell you guys to kind of bring this concept to life, bring this concept of, writing and reading books to life. And if you have never heard how powerful it can be, I'm hoping that you're accepting and you're seeing the power that it has now, all right? Here's what happened just a few days ago. And for those of you who don't know, do not know, I, at least as, as of this recording, I am a teacher at a learning center out in West Palm Beach, all right? Now, this learning center hired me based on what they saw on my website, on the website that I sent you to just a, a couple minutes ago, yourmove.com. All right. I never, I actually, I want to say I sent the room that got buried because the registration, but my, I never, I was never actively pursuing this position. They just, they're just that type of learning center that's open for a ton of creativity and, you know, people who are out there making a difference, trying to work with young people doing all these sorts of things, they they just are hoping that they walk through the door, all right? I can almost guarantee, I can't confirm it, but I can guarantee that if I'm not the only person or I'm not the only teacher there that has books out, I can tell you I'm in the very small percentage 
of teachers that work for this learning center that actually have intellectual property and actually have books out that can be sold to the learning center, all right? Now, here's what happened. I, uh, I spend most of my time with the VPK students for the VPK or school age. I spend most of my time with those kids and there's no, the curriculum is not a very hard, it's not a hard, hard curriculum. When I say hard curriculum, meaning we don't have to go by what the, what the, what the system says, all right? The, the name of the system, I believe, is Knowledge University or the, the Kinder Care Learning System or something like that. I can't even remember the name of it. The bottom line is the teachers don't really go by that actual, go by the book. It's not like the directors there making sure that we go over every single thing step by step and that we have this step-by-step. Step. It's really, to be honest with you, the whole company is all about marketing because the kids, they, they, it's very, they, it's very revolving. You know, the kids can come, you can have a kid there one day, he's gone the next. It, it's kind of like a revolving door. So it's really all about marketing and making it kind of look like to new parents that there's a, a great deal of learning going on and stuff like that. When in all honesty, it's really just about marketing. And if you're a teacher, at this learning center, you have to be very creative to keep the kids engaged, all right? So as I told you on a couple episodes ago, it was a while back, I was telling you that one of the things that I really, really do enjoy about this job is the fact that I get to read to the kids, all right? I get to read to the kids and, you know, keep them entertained. It helps develop my craft. It continues to keep me sharp, on point, develop as a speaker, you know, ask questions, create workshops. All those things, you know, I look at it as a great opportunity for me to develop for, for when it does become time for me to be the full-time speaker that I know I'm going to be, that I know I pretty much know I'm already a paid speaker. Now it's just a matter of being a full-time speaker. I can draw back to experiences like I have with these four and five-year-old kids and say, man, you know, I read them this book. I read them that book and I had this question. This one knew the answer. This one was engaged. This kid just completely tuned me out. This kid wouldn't shut the fuck up, right? You know, all these sorts of things I'm able to analyze and create and, and just kind of really get my vision and make my vision a little more clearer than it already is, right? So this past week, there was a book, all right? There was a book that I have never read, never read. Like it, it, it sits on the shelf and I've never read it. However, the, the only, the first time I ever read this book was when I was reading to the kids, like it was uh, like I was learning the same way they were learning, right? And my goodness, I was fucking moved. I was moved. I mean, the uh, the name of the book, it, I believe it was one one tree or something like that. Just one stop, one this. It, it was one of the most inspirational books I had ever read. I believe it was the the ending of the book. I'll just give you the ending. It was written by a lady named Susan Verde, all right? Susan Verde. And what, what happened was I actually looked her up and I saw that she's a national best-selling author. When it comes to children books, she's known in that space for children books. She does her thing, all sorts of things. And in fact, it, it made me sign up to her email list and made it so, you know, I'll, I will definitely reach out to her to see if she's interested in being a guest on this show so I can tell her all about, you know, just this moment and things like that. But 
it moved me so much, all right? It moved me so much that at the end of the book, when I normally, what I normally do at the end of every book that I read to the kids is I ask them questions. This book, however, has an entire guided meditation that's at the end of the book. And I put through the, I put the kids through this meditation. I had them, I had them given this declaration that I am strong. I am focused. I am this. I mean, that's how, that's how great the book was. All right. And it moved me to the point where as an author, as an author, I said to myself, Hey, I'm not giving like, there's no way I can give up. And I wanted to just bring that message to you guys today. All right. Whether you are a author or you are simply a reader, however it is, you got to get some into, first of all, become an author. If you're reading this and you're not an author yet, simply become one, you know, go out and, you know, get something together, put some intellectual property out there to make it so you could, because you just never know. I'm 100% sure that Susan Verde never doesn't know me and is is just like wow you know never i never in a million years would have expected this book that came out years ago okay someone just picks it up because he needs to do something with the kids and the kids are expecting him to read and all that he just happened to pick up pick up the book and now i got a brand new subscriber to what it is i'm doing all that stuff you know susan verde can't plan that kind of stuff and neither can you neither can nazel the only thing that we can do is put our stuff out there and believe simply believe all right the power of intellectual property is something that you as a listener i'm begging you i'm i'm pleading with you i'm strongly advising you to take advantage of because we nowadays again the world has shrunk it's no longer shrinking it's shrunk it's shrunk all right it is shrunken it's shrinking and shrinking it's no longer shrinking it's shrunk past tense i mean it's already done all its shrinking that it's going to do and we have an opportunity to go out and research and get in touch with people from wherever they were wherever they live and what has happened actually with the coronavirus is doing virtual workshops you know the whole zoom thing has been accepted and all that stuff now it becomes even more important to have your intellectual property ready for whenever opportunities come about all right make sure you have that in your head very, you got to grasp this. I want to grab before I let you go. I want you to grasp that point. Grasp the point of putting something on paper. Think back to what it is I lived through through it. You know, when Invisible Man was first brought to me in high school, and how as a grown man, that book became even more important because it's almost like it was my biography. Think back to you know, again, watching the movie and realizing, oh man, Stella, how Stella got a groove back was actually a book. Think like a man was a book like Steve Harvey. Friday Night Lights, the brand that lasted six, six, six seasons was initially a book. The book that I had to simply pick up because, because I needed something to do with the kids. All of a sudden, that became a huge inspiration on me. And that gave me a sense of hope and a sense of purpose and a sense of, okay, let's, let's keep grinding, keep doing our thing. All these things are powerful. Very, very powerful concepts to grasp. All right, so the question, the real question I want to close you out with is, what are you going to do about it? What do you, now that you know this truth and now that you know this as a lane for you to improve yourself, what exactly are you going to do about it? Are you going to stay, kind of stay on the sideline and not put any intellectual property out there? Or are you going to put some intellectual property out there, go out, sell it, and just simply believe and believe and believe and believe and believe and believe and, believe and have the faith that one day, one day, may not be today, 
may not be tomorrow, may not be three years from now, may not be four years from now, may not be 80 years from now, but have the faith that one day, one day, your intellectual property is going to fall in the right mind and all of a sudden your your vision and your plan and what you wanted to see in this world is going to actually come into fruition, into fruition, all right? Fellow teammates, continue to move swiftly. We will talk more soon. It's almost like double dutch. You got to stay in the middle of that. I wasn't good at double dutch either. It's not. I could never get the double dutch thing. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Little boy from Brooklyn. Made it from the star. Girl out the south. Made it to the shots. Okay. I'm freestyling this. Okay, okay. You're just making it up right now? Here we go. Uh, what am I supposed Brooklyn. to do? Made it out the star. Girl from out the south. Made it out the shy. Oh, made it out the shy. Girl from out the Made it out the shy. Only goes to show that the limit is the sky. If they give you lemons, then you make lemon pie. <laughs> from Brooklyn, okay. that's style, so I made it out the style. You from out the south, you made it from made, to the shy. Made it to the shy. Shy town. Got it. Only goes to show. Only goes to show. That the limit is the sky. Only goes to show that the limit is the sky. Life give you lemons or you make... Lemon pie. Yeah. yeah. Time. Okay. okay, okay. Start the beat over. I'm from Brooklyn. The star. I'm, star. I'm, I'm okay. from Brooklyn. Hey, hey. That's, okay. Well, you're gonna start it, right? Okay. <laughs> Little boy from Brooklyn. Made it from the star. Girl from out the south. Made, made it, it to the, the shot. <laughs> To the shot. Made it to the shot. Yeah, yeah. Made it to the shot. You don't need the hand. Just, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Just keep it smooth, you know. Swag. Get your swag. Swag. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Boy from out Brooklyn. Made it around the star. Girl from down south. Made, made it, it to, to the, the shot. Only go to show that the limit is the sky. Life gives you lemons, then you make, make lemon, lemon pie. <laughs> featuring Jay-Z on newsstands now. His new album, The Blueprint 3, is also available in stores. Thank you, Jay-Z! Thank you. <laughs> Make Lemon Pie! We'll be right back. Make Lemon Pie!